it's not a trick, it's a treat. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, I'm Susie Botello. I'm your host of the SBP podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. You're listening to episode 89. And my special guest host on this episode is Aaron Nabuz. Hi, Aaron. Hello. Happy Halloween, everybody. And me, right? <laughs> of course. Uh, hey, uh, I don't know if you've read about the blue moon tonight, but we've got a, I mean, never mind that we're experiencing a very special Halloween in not such a good way because we're all under this pandemic. So Halloween is going to be different this year. But I don't know if you're aware of this or not, um, Aaron, but there's a special blue moon that's going to be illuminating us from above. Did you hear about that? I haven't. I've been uh, stuck doing a lot of freelance work the last couple of days, so I'm, I'm only up uh, looking for air right now as I talk to you. Oh, okay. You poor guy. <laughs> um, all right, well, listen to this. I got this from a website, livescience.com. Got to give credit where credit is due. I'm going to read this. Halloween is here October 31st, like we don't know. Uh, along with the full blue moon, meaning the second full moon in a single month, all Hallow's Eve full moons are rare enough, occurring only once every 19 years. But this is the first time since 1944 that trick-or-treating has lined up with the blue moon, according to the Farmer's Almanac. So, tonight is the night. If you've ever wondered which night you could do this, tonight is the night to howl at the moon. <laughs> could I get any cornier? Sure. <laughs> Ooh, cornier, <laughs> candy corn. <laughs> um, but the, there's something really cool about blue moon, which is not just that this blue moon. I mean, talk about the coincidences, right? Um, there was a movie... This, this just said it happens every 19 years, and that reminded me. Uh, 2019, which was all the way back in last year, uh, we had this film go viral. We, you know, us, all of us in the mobile filmmaking industry. The film's name, it was a feature film. It was shot in New Zealand with an iPhone by Steph Harris, and it was called Blue Moon. But the reason that I'm bringing this up outside of the obvious, is because I bet you don't know this, or maybe you haven't noticed, but there are we are now ending October, and this month, October, three birthdays happened, uh, which are very connected to that film, Blue Moon. So Mark Hadlow had his birthday in October, Jed Brophy had his birthday in October. Uh, you might also know them as uh, Dory and Nori from The Hobbit and The uh, Lord of the Rings. But also, Mark's daughter Olivia Hadlow had her birthday this month. So happy, happy, and happy birthday to all three of them. Happy birthday. Pretty cool, huh? I don't know if Not they did that on purpose. <laughs> Hi, we're throwing out a casting call. All of you must be born in October and be from New Zealand. That would be crazy. So, 
Erin, what are your plans tonight for Halloween? Uh, before we talk about what makes stories scary and how mobile phones can be used to make stories, films, even scarier, uh, what are you doing tonight? Well, my night's going to be boring because, as I alluded to earlier, I'm sort of stuck uh, doing a lot of freelance projects right now. Uh, you would have thought that, uh, you know, being in the pandemic, things would, like, become more i mean it's times are crazy but you think i had i would have more time on my hands but um a lot of projects uh have popped up and uh, you know times like these you you take what you can get so i've been trying to work my ass off and uh, <laughs> uh complete those projects uh, so i can uh hopefully have some fun uh hopefully soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, for for a lot of us uh, times have gotten easier. We've we've become busier behind the computer screens uh, than we were before. Um, and for myself, you know, working in events, uh, films, video production, and all that stuff, um, I like to get out and do things. It's one of my attractions to video production is the fact that you're not always sitting behind a computer. Uh, but here we are, right? It's the pandemic. Aaron, I don't want to make light of um, all the people right now that are hurting. There are a lot of people all over the world uh, and in our country in America that are hurting right now due to this pandemic and all the consequences of, uh, without getting too, you know, detailed, all the consequences that have come out of it. And so I just want to say to people to... Um, that our heart is goes out to you uh, from me, I'm sure from Aaron too. Um, <laughs> but um, just just hang in there um, because you know, just like full moons are coming out, the world is still turning. Things are still moving uh, hopefully forward. Uh, e- even if it doesn't seem like it is, we really can't move backwards uh, literally. Um, and so just 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 hang in there and and uh, I really hope that everything works out for everyone and I'm uh, just sorry for your loss uh, for all the things that people have lost uh, this year as we're getting close to the end. Do you do you have a message for for anyone, Aaron? Um, well, I do have a friend who's in Slovenia right now. Uh, she follows me. Um, She's part of the Comic-Con Fit Fam, and she's an avid listener of the Hall H Show podcast, which is my podcast. Um, her name is uh, Zdenka, and I just want to say I um, hope she's she's doing okay and hope she, t- she takes care. Uh, she recently uh, uh, contracted uh, uh, COVID, so hopefully she has a, um, a smooth recovery. Wow. Zdenka, holy cow. Um, I don't even know what to say about that other than I wish you the very, very best and I hope that you'll be okay. You're also part of the mobile filmmaking community. Um, You are very supportive of what we're doing here uh, with our stories. You're also an awesome photographer. Yeah, her Uh, her pictures are awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm always stoked when I see her photos. I mean, they just look like they're very cinematic <laughs> uh, <laughs> photographs and uh, makes me want to go to where she is. But her photos literally take you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she does. She does take pictures when she's on 
on her walks or when she's uh, riding her bike. So uh, I'm glad that she's able to share those with us. Yes, and I hope all those those comic fit is it is that what it's called comic fit comic com, comic con fit comic com fits uh, <laughs> not fits <laughs> sounds like <laughs> she's having a fit um, but I hope all that helps you on your recovery because uh, uh, I'm sure you're pretty healthy so I'm really hoping the best for you okay I am feeling a little blue now speaking of blue moon um, but let's let's uh, do a little something. Uh, let's talk about uh, mobile filmmaking, uh, Aaron. Uh, when's your movie coming out? It's a very good idea. People have have asked me that in the past, and um, you know, just re- it just really depends on uh, on what kind of story that I I can come up with because I think I think that's probably key to a to a good uh, film. I mean, especially a mobile film, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I mean, I do have it in the back of my head, but uh, on top of everything else that I'm working on, it just seems like you know I need a, I need a, I need to pay the bills first. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a that's the story right there that you just told us. You know, for your film is about a guy <laughs> who wants to make a movie, <laughs> but he's got bills to pay, <laughs> right. and uh, he can't make the movie. Um, I wouldn't say can't. He's postponing. The movie, right? Um, you know what? Uh, one of the things that um, obviously I have notes all around me, not, uh, but I, I don't want to sway away from what this podcast is about. We it is Halloween, and of course Halloween we think about scary stories and and movies. Um, I'd like to know, um, Aaron, what would your creative brain uh, tell you would be some cool ways to use mobile phones to make stories, you know, as you're filming, scarier? Ooh, that's a really good question. I never really thought about it. Um, but I mean, just let me just say this really quick. Although I don't have any plans immediately to make a movie, um, I do understand the importance of um, the mobile uh, film movement that you have uh, going on and, and a lot of the people that have, uh, come to the festival and all the filmmake smartphone filmmakers around the world. So although I'm not an avid, uh, filmmaker yet, I, I do my best to, uh, I guess support, uh, as, as, as much as possible. So, well, let me say something about that. Uh, just for all you listeners who don't know this, but Aaron is part of the SBP team. So um, let me just take a moment here and give kudos to Aaron for helping us and being a big part of um, uh, all the meetings that you and I had uh, considering <laughs> uh, plotting and, and planning and uh, launching the mobilefilmstories.com website as the first video streaming platform for people making films uh, using smartphones. Thank you for all of that, Aaron. Oh yeah, you're you're welcome, and I'm 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 happy to uh, uh, be along for the for the ride because I think what you're doing is is really awesome and, and it's such a good way to garner creativity. Um, and since you know, you already have what you need in your pocket, right? So, I think the motivation and inspiration and the I guess technical knowledge that uh, 
a potential filmmaker can gain from being part of the community uh, goes a long way. I mean, you even have a um, a forum on, on mobile film stories called the Quad that uh, will you, allow people from around the world. You're freaking me out, Aaron. You're reading my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where people can come together and, and and talk about ideas and and share share their their stories uh, in a, in an open setting. Yes, I I actually the reason why I was thinking about that I thought you know it would be so cool right now to use the voice of the platform to give a little shout out to a few people uh, on this platform right now on the quad. Um, some We've got a number of members that have already signed up, um, but they're part of the mobile filmmaking community as well. Uh, Oliver Richards. Uh, Yoo-hoo! Oliver is one <laughs> of the top uh, um, contributors to, to the quad. <laughs> Um, there is also, uh, uh, Robin Henkel. He is a musician. He actually, I uh, met him at, uh, at, at some workshops that for the mobile film school here in San Diego. Um, and he's, uh, offering music, uh, for, for you, for, you know, for your films and projects. So, uh, yoo-hoo. <laughs> and they're going to do that after each one. But, um, but welcome to the quad and also Siegfriedo uh, from Italy. Um, I, should, I, I should maybe say that Oliver is in, in Ireland. Uh, Siegfriedo, um, welcome to the platform. He is in Italy. Obviously, uh, Inga Vosk, who has her feature film um, Stealth here on the platform. Uh, Inga is from is coming from um, St. Petersburg, uh, but I believe she lives in Moscow. Um, and then there's uh, Al Garcia, and I know he's from uh, South America somewhere. Do you know where? I, I don't want to screw that up, you know. It's like saying someone's from France or something when they're from Italy, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Al, I can't remember, <laughs> but Al Garcia is, uh, is also a big contributor. Uh, we also have Jennifer Saunders, who is um, representing People for People uh, Productions, um, and we have, a, we have a few more. We have, of course, uh, Ryan, um, Ryan Conrad Mess, uh, who has his film, and by the way, Halloween is the night to go to Conrad's, Conrad Mesa's page here on mobilefilmstories.com and watch his totally cool, freaky, scary, uh, zombie, and other scary films. Um, yeah, he has some good ones. Yes, he does. And, and I just, I quickly looked up Al Garcia, and he's from, uh, he's from Cuba. Okay, see, I would have totally screwed that up. I would have said something like, I don't know, Brazil, Argentina, who knows, right? Um <laughs> So, uh, so welcome, Al. Welcome, Conrad. And uh, there's also Levi Austin Morris. You may remember him from our film festival uh, this year. I almost said last year. Uh, he created uh, that wonderful, hilarious film, uh, The Tea. And also on this platform is Ryan McDonald. Ron, uh, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, you know where I what I almost said, right, Aaron? <laughs> uh, but Ryan McDonald is uh, a filmmaker. He's in um, Utah, and he uh, 
submitted and, and created that wonderful film in our film festival this year also. It's a feature film called Married and Loving It. And I don't know, do you know who Ian Lear is, Aaron? Ian Lear. Uh, give me some hints. All right. So he is, I don't know, he's he's like an, a really good actor. He's a poet, a comedian, and I just found out he also raps. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, he is, um, I'm not sure where, exactly where he's from, but I know he went from L.A., and I believe he's either in Ireland or the U.K. right now. But he's also on the platform... Um, Anyways, I don't want to read every single person because I know it gets, it's not like, you know, when podcasters do a, a readout of their Patreon patrons or something like that. But these are people we want to welcome them to the quad and uh, finish up your profiles, you guys, and um, and, <laughs> and join in. Uh, some of these are gray heads. They're like the aliens. Um, <laughs> but it, but it's truly a, a global community, and I think that's yeah. a, 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 an awesome um uh, appeal to uh, becoming part of the quad because you get these unique perspectives from from around the world. Yeah, and people are are actually <laughs> just a few right now, but we're actually we've got some topics up and some conversations that have already started. Um so, you know, get back on there and and this is free by the way for anyone who's listening. Um anyone who's got a phone, well that pretty much rules out no one. Uh, but if you have a phone and you've got a story, again, that rules out no one. But if you're even thinking or considering about making a movie with your phone, then this is the place to go. And if you're a fan of any of these uh, filmmakers, um, join up and join in because that way you can uh, have conversations with it, with uh, everyone there. My main goal with almost everything that I do, though, Aaron, and you know this, is to inspire people, inspire more people to share their stories. Um, I really believe that sharing our stories is important, especially when we can freak each other out with some scary movies. (laughs) Um, So I asked you that question, and you pretty much uh, sidestepped it into something else. But let me ask you, <laughs> which, which is which is which is what I, I, I you do, a do lot. best, right? <laughs> uh, let me give you an idea uh, for. Well, listeners. I mean, I, w- I was sort of thinking about it, and okay, good. <laughs> um, you know, I think I think with a smartphone, I mean, one thing that I'm, I'm guessing it's an advantage over like large, you know, industry standard uh, cameras is the ability to just uh, you know try out you know new ideas on a whim. Um, even like with, with different angles, I'm sure there's angles that you can get, you can get with a smartphone that you can't get usually with, with bigger rigs. Um, but I think a lot of like, you know, selfie type, uh, you know, first person perspective type of, uh, movies might be a good thing you can do, uh, with, with a smartphone. I mean, I'm kind of, kind of thinking off the top of my head, like you can just, you can film everything yourself really. You don't, you don't need anybody else unless you, you want to have more actors on, on, on set. Um, so, you know, I'm already thinking about what kind of movie I might do. So <laughs> Yeah. Now, are you thinking about making a scary movie? Here's, here's what I was thinking about. So in, in, in mobile phones, right, because they are uh, small in nature and you can literally hit record and then do whatever you want with them. Like you don't have mm-hmm. to have them in your hand. 
So I was thinking some cool ways of using the mobile phone cameras um, is to make something creepier is to actually, uh, let's say you're, now, guys, I'm talking about movies. (laughs) Don't want anyone calling the cops on me. Uh, When you're dragging a body across the living room floor out to the garage to put them in the trunk of your car to drive them up somewhere and dig them up and uh, bury them. Um, (laughs) It happens to you all the time, Aaron. Don't lie. (laughs) I have a a big enough trunk for that. (laughs) Oh, you do. Um, (laughs) So when you're doing that, let's just say that you can literally, and and most of the time you're not really dragging a real live person, especially if you're going downstairs. I mean, for God's sake, please don't use real people to drag them down the stairs, bopping their head on each and every step. But if you wanted to attach a phone to your fake body or, you know, whatever you happen to be dragging, um, you can literally attach the phone to that, given the perspective of the actor that's dragging the body, if that happens to be you, um, and make that really uh, creepier from, from that perspective. I know it's been done with traditional cameras before, uh, but it would be cool, and also at, at some portions of it, when you are dragging literally feet, you can give the angle showing, you know, the legs and the feet being lifted up and, and carried about. Um, there are little things like that that you can do with a phone, which I think um, it's easier to do with a phone than it is with a 20-pound camera or... <laughs> Or where exactly. It, you know, I, th- I think I think with the, with your experience as a filmmaker, you you definitely said said it way more eloquently than than I did. I mean, I was I was definitely going for something like that about how using how the, the smartphone camera you can you can you can use it to get uh, you know shots that you can't get usually you know with different angles that you can't yeah. do with 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 larger cameras like 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 you said attaching the phone to a, to to a body to get that perspective. I think that that's pretty cool. Yeah. And another thing you could do is literally um, you could put it in a drawer, right, and then open the drawer and give the, you know, the perspective from inside something. You could oh, like, it's like it's like when people do refrigeration, uh, yeah. refrigerator shots, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's so so many different types of things you can do to it, but I think one of the cool things about um, movement, right? Um, like for example, GoPros. Right, usually have a, a a different kind of a look, like when people put them on their helmets, right, mm-hmm. and they're walking around and showing their face and stuff. It has this weird, uh, warped type of an effect to it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're if you know what I'm talking about, yeah, I think so. I think Radiohead used that technique in one of their videos. Yes, yes. Um, but if you are using your phone to do something like that. It doesn't necessarily do that. Uh, so it becomes more of a realistic perspective um, than, you know, using a GoPro. And nothing against sort of, GoPros, but... Yeah, yeah. Sort, of, sort of like the, uh, the the screen dancing movie, right? Yeah, yeah. And also, uh, let's say you, you're a zombie, you know, and you want to give the perspective of the zombies. You can show the arms, you know, uh, sort of reaching out to eat brains uh, <laughs> um, from the zombie's perspective, you know. Um, there's so many cool things like that, um, and I'm thinking that by now I'm stirring up some creativity cells in some of our listeners 
And you I can think, think so. some cool, some cool ways. You know, imagine hanging somebody from a rope, you know, and having that swinging motion um, and the camera looking up, swinging back and forth as uh, the perspective of the body or something like that, looking at the ceiling and the rope. Um, you know, like in the Halloween movies, like when he got, he's hanging from the, the barn, you know, up on top. Was that Halloween? I, I'm not I sure. It, I think it was. I could be wrong or one of those <laughs> movies. Um, what, what are some ways that you think outside of using the mobile phone though, that make stories scary? I think it's the, I think a lot of times it's not really the, like the, the visual aspect of like the monster. I think it's the anticipation of something that's about to happen, you know? And I think it's almost the opposite of that too. Um, the, you don't anticipate anything because there's, there's, there's scary and then there's creepy, right? right, right. Uh-huh. And if you think of creepy, it's like creeping along, you know? So mm-hmm. it's a slower, it's like building you up for it, and then nothing happens, right? Mm-hmm. Or, um, or the opposite, and then it happens. But I think uh, to what you just said, it's a very, very fast, instant, scared you but didn't type of a thing. Uh, you see this, it's very common in, in, in scary movies, and that is when, ah! You know, just, you're not expecting that, and then all of a sudden something happens that was completely unexpected like Susie screaming into the microphone I hope I didn't scare anybody right I mean that's like the, the black cat moment that's like yeah. you know sort of t- a token element of, of a lot of, of movies and usually audio plays a big part of that I mean you could literally just have <laughs> an orange fall on the floor but if you have the right kind of sound effect for that and the suddenness of it, it can really kind of freak people out, especially if people know it's a scary movie, right? And they're mm-hmm. just expecting, yeah. you know, the creeper with the knife, you know, behind you or something like that. And it's like, oh, God, that's that's uh, that's actually the entertaining kind of fun, you know? And usually most of the scary movies, the, the, the most well-marketed scary movies, like Scary Movie, uh, do that throughout the beginning of the film, where everybody's just expecting one one thing on top of another, um, and they're giving you a series of those. Kind of reminds me of the roller coaster, you know, mm-hmm. when they're bringing you up the thing and you've got the clicks, you're going up and up and up, and then you're thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, and then you go down and you expect it to be very steep, and it's like, oh, that one's nothing. Just wait for the next one. Oh, no, no, that's nothing, and then boom, (laughs) you go down, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So um, that's one of the things. But I really would say that audio um, plays a lot more into what makes movies scary than anything else. And by audio, I don't just mean sound effects and Foley um, and things like that, but I also even mean, you know, the music. Right. Anything to add to that? No, I mean, I, 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 I totally agree. I mean, I, I couldn't have said it any better. Um, it's just like anything else in a movie, um, whether it's, it's it, it, it uh, denotes a, a time in the movie where, you know, it's about, you know, a happy moment or 
you know, they're, they're, you know, or if it's a moment where it's about, you know, love or, or fights about to happen or anything. I mean, when, when it, when it comes to, to horror, obviously music, you know, uh, pl- plays a, a big deal in that and t- to sort of accentuate that, that moment of, of, of suspense. Most definitely. You remember, uh, so for listeners who may not know this, but last year uh, we recorded a Halloween episode as well. You remember that? Or was that too long ago, Aaron? Was it last year or the year before? It was, no, it was 2019. It was last year. Was it? Yeah. Oh, time just flies. It does, like a bat out of hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the reason why I said that is because um, I shared a a little bit of a ghost story in uh, in that podcast. In case you wanted to go back there and and listen to it, but Aaron didn't share much of any real ghost stories, and I'm I'm wondering if you've heard of any real ghost stories. Uh, since then i mean i know you experienced uh the one that alex shared with you but do you have any any ghost stories that are more real than uh that you remember no i mean i don't really actively look for ghost stories so you know i'm not really i don't know it's uh not really in my in my wheelhouse to (laughs) to look for those type of stories but i mean I, i did read a lot when i was younger and i i do remember uh, the story of um, the, have you ever read the monkey's paw? No. Yeah, this is a pretty cool story. It's a short story. Um, it was written by somebody named W.W. Um, w. Jacobs, and the monkey's paw is basically about uh, an old monkey's paw that has a sort of curse attached to it. Um, it, it sort of grants you three wishes, but these wishes are like really effed up. And they have hellish consequences. So, um, in the story, uh, the the first part of the story, um, this this one guy is trying to get rid of it, and his friend is with him. Like I think he he tries to to burn it or something like that in, in the fireplace, and his friend says, you know, he, he he's like, what is that? So he grabs it, and but he doesn't believe what his friend is saying that you know it's it's a cursed object. So he just nonchalantly says. You know, hey, um, uh, he, he wishes for like a certain certain amount of money mm. to see if, to see if it'll come true. So I think he wishes for, I think it was like two hundred pounds at the time. Uh, it, it takes place in it's, it was written by an Engl- a guy from England, so it's you know pounds. Um, I think in today's money, um, I think it would probably be let's just say thirty thousand dollars U.S. Um, and so he wishes for this money to pay off. Uh, the final mortgage of his house. And um, so what happens to this guy the next day, he, his, the, the friend that owned, owned the, the monkey's paw previously, and then the new guy, uh, the new guy ends up dying. And so mm-hmm. he finds out um, that the company that he worked for has decided to pay uh, the family the exact amount that he wished for. Whoa! Yeah, so he ends up dying at uh, at a factory or something like that. So, uh, as a, as a, as a form of uh, you know compensation, the company pays the family the exact amount of money that that person wished for. So, oh. 
So what ends up happening is that um, the, uh, I think the the wife of the guy that died um, wants to use the paw, the monkey's paw, to wish her husband back to life. And and so uh, that per- that person she she wishes for it, and then um, uh, oh, I'm sorry, it was either. I think it was probably the, the mother, the mother of, of of the person that died, wishes for the son to come back, um, but but then they they can they kind of have cold feet, and so like I think the cemetery is, is close to where they live, and they hear a knock at the door. Um, but what ends up happening is that they're too scared to open the door, and so I think that the father wishes for whatever that thing is outside uh, to, to go away. And so after that wish, they open the door and there's nothing there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's so wait, so this is a real, a true story. I mean, not a true story. It's, 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 it's oh. a short story. Oh, okay. The whole time you're sharing this, I'm going, wow, man, this is why haven't, have I not heard about this? Oh, that's trippy. I wonder if, uh, <laughs> I wonder if some of our listeners, man, I just wish I could just pull you right in here. Um, if you're listening to this podcast and you have a, a scary story to share, uh, just go ahead and share it and, um, you know, tag tag our podcast, tag this episode, whatever, because um, I'd love to hear it. Um, I've had quite a number of scary stories to share, but I don't want to give the impression like I'm just some freaky person who's just constantly <laughs> experiencing maybe, weird maybe, things. Maybe maybe I'm not in tune with with the supernatural uh, uh, universe, so I don't have I don't have those experiences myself. So so let me tell you something. So basically what happens is there was a person, a friend of mine, um, that for some reason a lot of these things happened when he was around but he had nothing to do with it. You know, it's not like oh he was playing a, plan- a prank or anything like that. It was just that he happened to be there as a witness, and I, I would almost say it was to to give me the the affirmation, right, of saying, "Yes, this really was freaky. This really freaking happened." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but I have a, a few of those, and one of and, and sometimes remember. Um, so, have you ever lost? something in your house and you've looked for it you've literally let's say you have an a table that maybe only has three things right and you're looking for one particular thing and then you go oh i i swear i looked there earlier and it wasn't there and Uh, now it is yeah like like my 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 eyeglasses (laughs) (laughs) that's different that's because you were blind right no (laughs) Well, that's um, one of those things where, you know, you, you, you're looking for your eyeglasses, but yeah. it's on the top of your head or something like that. Right, but, you know. right. That's funny. Um, so uh, I was with a friend of mine, and um, uh, this friend, actually, and I was actually giving him, I think his car was broken down, and I was giving him a ride uh, to um, some other place in, in San Diego. It was a bit away. Um, so uh, he was taking something from his garage, I was waiting for him in the driveway. 
Um, oh, that's right. It was uh, either a, I think it was a boat, and I was taking to him to where the boat was, and he was uh, bringing something from his garage into his boat. So uh, he was he was literally doing that, and then he um, had put a wad of keys. You know how a lot of guys have like massive amount of keys <laughs> all in one <laughs> ring <laughs> it's like you know 30 pounds of keys well he had put him on this ledge on the along the fencing you know by the uh uh by the garage by the driveway and um he locked it up and he put it there and then he he was doing something so he said and literally i saw this with my both my eyes because that's usually how i see things um and he i'm sitting in the driver's seat and he reaches in from the uh, my driver's side, you know, my window is rolled down, and he tosses that big wad of keys, thump, right into the, the, the passenger side floor, right? And I'm like, okay. And he says, hold on, I'll be right back. And then he, you know, does whatever. He comes back in, he gets in the car, and we drive to this place. We get to the place. We literally took the car apart from the inside, looking for those keys we could not find them so we he couldn't he couldn't open this boat to put his stuff in and it was so disappointing you know it's like we drove all the way down there for nothing and we were wondering the entire time we were like what the hell where did those keys go you know we just couldn't figure out where those keys went the thing is while we were having this discussion, we were doing the same thing like maybe you and I would do. Well, remember that I picked them up, you know, and I tossed them into the car, right? You mean you did see me toss them in, right? Yeah, I totally saw that. So that's that's a confirmation. That's like, you know, two witnesses seeing the same exact thing. And um, by the time we get back to the garage, you know, the not the garage, the driveway, um, I was going to say goodbye to him and he goes to the trunk to get his thing and that ledge is there. The keys were still there. The <laughs> keys were still there. He never put the keys on the floor of the car. Never. Hmm. And so it was, I mean, it's not like he threw him in and then he took him out because he didn't do that. He just threw him in. I think what he ended up doing was grabbing his, um, his wallet or something like that uh, from in the house before he got in the car, and that was it. But those keys were still on that ledge where he literally grabbed them and threw them in the car. We find, we find the keys later when we come back. They had not moved. Isn't that freaky? Wow, it is freaky. Yeah, and he was saying, you know, two people... I mean, we weren't drugged or anything. You know what I mean? It's not like two people drugged up, hallucinating on the same, the same vision or whatever, you know. Um, it literally just never happened. But according to our eyes, we both saw it happen. It just never did. Wow. <laughs> just thought I'd share that with you. I don't have... So many stories that every single year for Halloween, I'm going to share one. Uh, but I just thought I'd throw this one, this one out there because this is another one of those that I continuously wonder about. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in my head. Have you seen that person like recently or anytime? No, I did see them afterwards a few times here and there. And, um, you know, we kind of will recall that and just sort of scratch our heads, you know, and kind of go, wow, 
Yeah, trippy. Yeah. What can we do? <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, it's one of those moments where you go, yeah, it happened, but it didn't happen, right? But it happened, and what are we going to do about it? There's no, we just can't figure it out what happened. Wow. Yeah. And uh, we planned, so right now it's Halloween. It's October 31st. It's been really, really quiet around my house. Usually there are uh, guys with power tools <laughs> outside uh, building things, especially during this pandemic, um, you know. I guess we don't have a lot of uh, gamers around where I live. They're just out there building things, restoring house, their homes and things like that. But it's been really quiet today. Has it been really quiet where you are? Um, it has been. Um, usually there's uh, our neighbors are having like parties. So I, you, you could probably hear the music um, if, if, they were, if they were having a party. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it's just it's been really, really quiet. Maybe everyone is out voting today well, i guess hopefully they're voting for <laughs> somebody uh yeah but not that but not that person <laughs> right <laughs> not that one but the other <laughs> right, right yeah so yeah that's the other thing i guess you know well while we wrap up our our halloween episode on that uh freaky note uh we should we should mention we may as well use this platform to send out the message that that you should, you know, there's two reasons why um, voice and vote start with a V, right? And I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but the reason why they do is, you notice whenever I take pictures, I give the uh, the peace sign with the two fingers? Mm-hmm. It's because, <laughs> this is so corny, um, that is the symbol for the V, so if you want peace in the world, you got to voice your vote. It's all about the V. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, Heard it only here, guys. <laughs> is, is 2020 the scariest year you've ever experienced? I wouldn't say it's the scariest. I would definitely say, I mean, in my world, it's always different. And I, I actually enjoy change. Um, but I, I would say that it has been the scariest year that almost every single person that I know has experienced mm-hmm. and voiced. How about you? Um, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with uncertainty and, and paranoia. Um, but personally, I've, I've had a, a scarier year. I mean, I, um, I don't think we talked about it, uh, as of late, but, um, this October is my 10 year anniversary of being uh, thyroid cancer free. So back in 2010, that was probably my scariest year because I mean, you're talking about your own mortality. So, um, that was a, that was probably the scariest experience that I've had, um, in my life, just, uh, you know, going through that, uh, that process of, you know, diagnosis and then surgery and then treatment. So, but luckily, you know, I'm still here. Um, I hope so. Or this really <laughs> is one of my freaky stories where everybody's going, Susie, who were you talking to? Because we didn't hear them. <laughs> yeah, hopefully if I, if I do come back as a ghost, I, I don't haunt you too much. You, you, you definitely come, come around and mess with me, right? 
I'd, well, I'd steal your I'd steal your fish tacos. <laughs> no, see now that would make me uh that would freak me out. Um <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, I am the ambassador of San Diego's tacos uh culture. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but uh, that would you just would you just mention that is that is I mean yeah that would scare anybody I mean it's one of the things that I wish before I go to sleep is like don't let anything bad happen to anybody that I know or care about um, and I care about everybody that I love and I love everybody that I care about so it's not like they're two sets of people um, and. It's it, it's one of those things. It's like every once in a while, you're like, don't let anything bad. And one of the thoughts that comes up is, don't let someone get cancer or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, did you have? I don't mean to bring you down or anything, but did you when you were told that you had that? Was that like? Um, how did they tell you? Like how? How? Oh, did, see that that's the thing. I went in for something else. Um, oh. and, they, and they happened to see something suspicious during uh, a CT or a, uh, uh, some sort of scan. Yeah. Um, and and it's and so that that something suspicious showed up, and they kind of recommended that I get my thyroid biopsied, which Oof. I did, and they found cancer cells uh, that were malignant. Um, but luckily, from what from what they tell me, thyroid cancer, if you, if you are going to get a, a certain type of cancer, uh, thyroid cancer is one of the ones that you would probably want to get because the prognosis of, of it is, is, you know, it's, it's positive. You have a really good chance of survival. And mm-hmm. in terms of, um, you know, going forward, um, there's a good chance, you know, through, through constant, um, you know, monitoring and, and you know medication, and uh, that you'll be able to live a, a long life, and th- there won't be uh, an occurrent reoccurrence of it coming back if you're if you're vigilant. Um, so that's a, that's a good thing. So being vigilant means that you you do get uh, checked out for that just just to make sure it hasn't come back, or is there a probability of that? Oh yeah, well, basically what when it, when, it, when it comes to monitoring for for thyroid cancer, um, you know once you're you find a dosage of medication that's good for you. Um, what you usually have to go through is a, a blood test, you know, every year. Mm. So they can they can they can tell through the blood test to see if there's any suspicious, uh, you know, thyroid activity going on in your body. Because if they can if they if they find it in your blood test, that means that there's something going on, and they'll have to maybe go through another uh, radiation treatment. And uh, when it comes to radiation radiation treatments, what what that entails. Is that uh, you sort of swallow a, a radiated iodine pill, in which they, after you swallow it, then they'll track it throughout your body to see if it goes anywhere. Oh, I see. That's pretty kind of high tech. Yeah. Can't you just swallow a phone and turn the camera on? And <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean to make light of that. There's probably people going, "Gee, Susie." No, no, um, but but you know, I, I, you know, I. It's a it's a. So it's a constant re- reminder of, of how, you know, fleeting life can be. But yep. you know, I remember feeling, you know, of course I was, I was down and depressed. Um, but you know, after going to the hospital, and then just you know reading more about it, um, and then you sort of read about other cancers out there. You know, I remember I was in the hospital and there was a kid who was in way more 
dire straits than, than I was. And I kind of said to myself, you know, who am I to feel sorry about myself when this kid is going through so much more? You, you know? know what? I have to say something about that because it happens a lot um, where either you do it to yourself or somebody else will tell you. You know, when you're going through something and you're feeling pretty bad and someone, and, it, and it's usually yourself, to do exactly what you just did. Well, and you compare. You compare your pain and what's happening to you to something else. And it's kind of, you do it for a reason so you can feel better because, you know, it could be worse. But you shouldn't deny yourself the, um, I mean, you should, um, I don't know how to explain this, but you shouldn't deny your, what, you're, what you're going through uh, just by thinking it could be worse, you know. Uh, my mom sometimes tended to do that to say, uh, you know, when I was little, you know, oh, I, you know, I hurt my knee or I didn't get such and such or I had a bad day to go. Well, that's nothing. It could have been this or it could have been that. And it's like, hey, man, I'm still hurting. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I hear what you're saying. You know, I just I just want people to know it's OK to hurt. And it's okay to experience that because if you're hurting, go ahead and cry and, and feel bad about it and feel sorry for yourself because you know what? It's okay to do that, you know? And I'm, I'm not saying that in a negative way, um, but it also helps you to be, I believe, I've, I've been through some things myself and I've felt pretty sorry for myself and I've gone, I haven't embraced it, but I've suffered through it and I think it's helped me become a little more I'd like to think that I'm more empathetic because I've suffered through things and I'm sure I'm sure you you've still gone through a lot of that with what you went through though of course but it's like you said the empathy part I think that's what it was more of you know not just not just really transferring that hey it could have been worse not not, not that type of thinking it was just yeah. me being more empathetic towards someone else's plight yeah well, I just kind of went into that because I hear it a lot. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody deals with their own situation in, in their own unique way, and they shouldn't be denied, you know, how they want to react to something. It, yeah, I like how you put that because that's basically what it is. It's it's denying themselves the, and not that it's a it's it's a good experience that you want to have, you know. But things happen, man. I'm I'm really sorry to hear that, and at the same time, I'm really glad that you're okay, that you survived, and you're here. Yeah. So so I did have a recent blood test, and everything looks good. So um, good. I'm a okay for now. <laughs> so so uh, you also voted. Did you vote and get your blood test on the same day, or how did? <laughs> no, no. My my blood test was a few weeks ago. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, I remember you tweeting something about that, and. You know, uh, for our listeners, Aaron is a very positive person, um, and uh, it's one of the reasons why he's on our team, and he contributes, um, you know, what he can to to all our projects and programs. And so it's always, it's always, you know, just shocking to know what he went through. And one day we'll have to talk about some of the other things uh, that I know about you, some of the other stories. Uh, that you can share with our listeners. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Definitely. Um, hey, uh, we we are reaching an hour, and it's unbelievable. Has it been an hour already? It, we're getting there. We're getting wow. there. Um, but 
uh, happy Halloween to everybody. I hope you will watch movies. Uh, go to mobilefilmstories.com and watch movies. Um, and also, uh, we are still open to receiving films at the International Mobile Film Festival. Uh, we just um, actually, our late deadline is in effect for feature films. And our regular deadline uh, for short films um, is uh, November 19th, which is like coming up in just about 19 days from the time you hear this. So Nice. Can't wait to see them. I have to tell you that it's very hard for me not to want to share them all because we're going to have our hands full trying to figure out which films to select. They're all really good. Every year they're better, and but every year they're so much better. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's really cool. And thank you for all of you who've already submitted films. Um, I've already been in touch with, with everybody. Uh, so um, if you haven't heard from me, you will hear from me uh, this coming week. Thank you all for listening to the Halloween special edition of the SBP podcast. Um, go to our podcast website and you can listen to our podcast there or you can go just anywhere. Aaron, uh, Aaron's podcast is hallh.com, right? Yep, hallh.com and it's the Hall H show. Yes, and tell them just, just really briefly what your podcast is about. Sure. Um, for those of you who are familiar with uh, San Diego Comic-Con and comic conventions around the world, um, what our podcast specializes in is um, sort of uh, putting the spotlight on, on a lot of the independent comic book and pop culture creators uh, that uh, we feel deserves more attention. So that's uh, basically what we do. Aaron is also on the quad. We didn't give him a shout out earlier because like, he's right here, right? Um, but Aaron, uh, Aaron is on the quad and, uh, and go there and register. Like I said, it's for free. Um, and, uh, be, be a part of the discussion and be inspired everybody. And hopefully I, I have a, uh, an experience with a ghost, um, <laughs> before next, next Halloween. So I can share that story with you. Watch it happen tonight. Just because <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll text me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween.